You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means.
everyone. So glad that you're here at Victor Christian Fellowship, where you can experience victory and triumph in your life. God has plans for you to overcome and to be more than a conqueror. Amen. But we're glad you're here. We're going to celebrate the Lord together. And if you're watching online, thanks for watching and tuning in. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we have a mighty God who does awesome things in this earth. And Lord, we glorify you and bless your holy name. We lift up the name of Jesus in this place. And we thank you, Father, that you fill your people with good things. And we honor you and bless you in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. You ready to worship this morning? We got a brand new song for you, but you're going to pick it up really fast.
in this place right now for a moment make room inside of us Lord oh we clean out our palate of every religious practice that's been put in there this is a new season new season all taste and see just how good just how good God is this is a new Let's go! 
than you went in. You ought to come out of worship more full than you went in. You ought to come out of worship having been touched by His presence. Hallelujah. You know, it's great when God touches us, but how about when we touch God? We can touch God through praise and worship. Hallelujah. You know, the ten lepers, Jesus healed them, but only one out of ten came back and worshipped him. And when the one who worshipped him, he was made whole. The others were healed, but they might have still had the scars. But the one who worshipped him, there was no evidence of leprosy on him. Lord Jesus, you rule and reign in here. Your word is the only authority that we abide by. And your Holy Spirit, he brings us into all truth and he testifies of you. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us now in Jesus' name. O ne asha popokia, O naha, kia shama pakia, kaka 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 kia, O dana e, kia toku pasha natakia, O na natia kaka pakia, O naha. Just as my word says, my glory shall cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. I'm breaking forth my glory upon you today. My glory will cover you. My glory will consume you. My glory will fill you. Hallelujah. Let my glory work. Just rest in my glory. Rest in my glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, if you're visiting today, you picked a great day to be here. And if you're not visiting, God's got some great things in store. I mean, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. It's so good to be back home. And uh, had a, uh, you're going to see some uh, things about uh, India. And uh, I'll testify some more things. But, uh, you know, when things are supernatural, they're smooth. <laughs> and, and that's how my trip was. My trip was just smooth. Every point, every place, every flight, every security check, 40 hours on a plane altogether, and uh, God was faithful and good. Amen? But one, of the, one of the things we like to do here at VCF is we like to speak the word, so we emphasize a confession every quarter, and it'll be changing at the end of this month, but uh, let's make our confession. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. God the Father selected us as his own before the foundation of the world. He desires for us to be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, and blameless in his sight. The Lord revealed to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. In Christ we have received an inheritance having been chosen according to his divine purpose, who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. When we heard the true gospel, the good news of our salvation, 
and believed in Jesus, we were sealed with God's Holy Spirit and protected by him. God made us alive together with Christ. By his grace, we are saved from God's judgment. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance. To proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited. Okay. Today is the 24th, and we are celebrating 21 years of Dr. Fiona and Pastor Doug being the pastors of VCF. I know. I am so grateful that they are here, that they stuck it out, that they are like have created an atmosphere where we can have like church, right? We get to encounter the presence of God every time we come here. So we're celebrating after service, plan on staying, fellowshipping, and we bless them with gifts and abundance and everything because we overflow here at VCF. Okay. Tuesday is youth group. (laughs) Um, I'm going to quiz you guys, too, because this also helps me, you know, interaction. It's how I teach in the classroom. What time is youth group on Tuesday? (laughs) <laughs> 6 p.m. Good job, everybody. <laughs> we <laughs> we start um, with normally, well, we, we mix it up. So, But normally we start with food or games, and then we always have worship, and then we have a message. We keep things fresh, so I encourage you to come out and experience it. Teenagers, ages 12 and up. And Wednesday, what time is church on Wednesday? <laughs> 6.30, so that's in the middle of the week. We have Wednesday Night Refreshing. It's so refreshing. Like, it is aptly named. I encourage you to come out. And on Thursday, right, we got something every day of the week, something for every person. So Thursday is Bible Adventure. Now, I don't know what time that is, so. Because <laughs> um, I'm normally in school during that time. So, but I know that the kids, they have a wonderful time coming here. They also get the word and worship. I know they have songs and videos. They, li- they have people listening to them, so they get time to talk things out. They have a great time. So, and that's like during the school day. They get, they get out of school to come learn about Jesus. How cool is that? If you are interested in volunteering, right, either on a, as a substitute or regular basis in any capacity, right, bus drivers, listeners, van drivers, paperwork. They got all sorts of stuff, right? You can see um, Miss Chris Frenchick or call the office. All right. And then Saturday, this Saturday, the last Saturday of September and the last day of September, September 30th, it's Barnabas, the men's breakfast. (laughs) Right. And their theme, as I'm reading the graphic here, thanks, mom. Um, (laughs) Stronger faith, stronger walk, stronger relationships. So that's what you get when you come to Barnabas. And after Barnabas, we have the Palmyra Square that Abby and Devon are going to be leading. So that's like right after Barnabas at 1030. They go down to the square, play worship, 
interact with people, give them postcards, promote events, right? We got a lot of things happening. And we just make connections with people in the community as they're walking, going to the store, everything. And we've even encountered, like, different languages, which is super cool. So one of the events that we promote while we're at the square is the October. It is our Inheritance Family Conference. <laughs> right? I, it's only like a month away. It's coming up quickly. It's like four weeks. And for people who are like helping with the planning and stuff, that is very fast. <laughs> okay. So you can register online for attending the conference. We also have sign-up sheets in the back for like volunteering and donating because we want to be a blessing to all of the families that come in. Right? Kids, teenagers, adults, grandparents, like more adults, like everybody. <laughs> um and our guest speaker is going to be Reverend John George, which I believe he was here last year, correct? So he's going to be back again, and it's going to be awesome. And Pastor Doug will also be speaking as well. Okay, also happening, upcoming, is um, our pastors are going all over the world, as you know. Dr. Fiona will be going to Guyana, and Pastor Doug will be going to Liberia. So for the Commission Club, we are spreading the gospel, and lots of traveling is happening all over the world, even as we're broadcasting online, too. Okay. I learned something super basic, so you all will probably laugh at me. But did you know there's a proper way to run? <laughs> I <laughs> did not know this, okay? So I normally, I don't like to run, and I've discovered why, because I was doing it wrong, apparently, Okay. You know, like, when you're walking, you walk from, like, heel to toe. That's normal, okay? So I was trying to do that for running. That, you don't do that, okay? <laughs> All these videos have been coming up in, like, my social media about this, and I'm like, maybe I should be paying attention to this. <laughs> so you're supposed to run, like, on the ball of your feet, so it's, like, bouncy. Yeah, all that forward motion. I had no idea how fast that was. Like, I was trying it. I was going, like, so much faster than I normally did. I didn't get out of breath as easily. I was like, this is so great. Also, I learned that you're supposed to, like, lean forward as you run, too. Like, don't try and stay, like, straight and upright. Because when you lean forward, you shift, like, your center of gravity, and you, like, propel yourself forward. I was like, this is so great. <laughs> You guys know I, like, jump up and down all the time, right? So I was like, it was just like that when I was running. Who knew? <laughs> but I tell you that because, you know, that scripture that says, like, run your race? That was always kind of stressful because I did not <laughs> enjoy running. <laughs> I'm like, that seems like a lot of work. And I know what it meant. I know what it meant, but I was still like, that seems like a lot of effort. But if you do it correctly, it's very simple. And it's like, <laughs> you propel yourself forward in the kingdom of God. It's so great. I was like, <laughs> right? So I have two things to share because I was so excited about the running thing. But I also looked up something about stars, too, because, you know, I like my science stuff. Um, and I learned that, you know, so running you often do by yourself. But you don't have to, right? Like people who run marathons, there's a whole group of them that all run together. But I learned that stars travel together. They're just not individually just floating around out there. They have their own, like they have a center of gravity, 
and they hook up with other star centers of gravity, and then they all travel in groups. That's why we even have, like, the whole Milky Way. It's just, like, a giant group of stars all, like, in the same center of gravity. Right? So I was very excited. Like, our center of gravity is the word of God, right? So we hook up with that and with other people who also have the word of God as the center of their gravity. And we all just travel together, and it's, like, this huge force because, you know, the stars, like, are giant things, okay? (laughs) And, like I said, with running, with your center of gravity, it propels you forward. So that's what I have to share for today. I was so excited about running, though. Like, I'm very excited. So we have (laughs) our leaders who are going to come up because they have a special presentation. (laughs) Thank you, Melissa. That was awesome, wouldn't you say? (laughs) so now we know how to run through the rain faster yeah come on miss Dottie come over here all right so we are so happy to be here today and we're going to honor our pastors of Victor Christian Fellowship with a few words because the gifts are over there for afterwards (laughs) So I actually have a page that I wrote. I decided I'm not going to just speak on the spur of the moment. So I was asking the Lord, Paul wrote letters to people and to churches. So he took the time to write things down that he wanted to share. So I thought I could do the same thing. (laughs) So I was actually drawn to Titus, the book of Titus which is a letter that Paul wrote to Titus. And I used um, instruction that Paul was giving, giving to Titus. I was like, this sounds like my pastors. So that's what I put together. So here we go. You ready? All right. We thank God for pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona, Gabe, and Josiah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> We especially honor them today with words of affirmation, acts of service, giving of gifts, handshakes, and physical touch, and quality time in God's house of victory. How's that for the five love languages? (laughs) I did not realize we express the five love languages every time we come together. That's so awesome. Okay, that was my, like, introduction. I didn't do it like Paul does. Okay, there we go. So we thank God for pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who further the faith of God's chosen ones and lead us to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, which rests on the hope of eternal life. We thank God for pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who set things in order and complete what was left unfinished and raise up leaders in every city. We thank God for pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona, servants of God and his house, of blameless character, known for their hospitality and lovers of goodness. We thank God for Pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who have a firm grasp of the trustworthy message and are able to encourage us with healthy teachings and corrections so that our lives line up with the truths of our faith consistent with sound doctrine. We thank God for Pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who exhibit solid faith generous love, and patient endurance. 
set apart as models of a life nobly lived with dignity, demonstrating integrity in all they teach, bringing a clear, wholesome message, preaching the truth, and exhorting others to follow them with authority and without being intimidated by anyone. We thank God for Pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who build up others with their word, being considerate, humble, and courteous. We thank God for Pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona who help us receive God's gift of love, becoming heirs of all things because of an overflowing hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ. We thank God for Pastors Doug and Dr. Fiona Devoted to doing good works of righteousness, profitable for believers, and fruitful. May God's wonderful grace be with you and all of us. Truly, we can say that God goes into our future to prepare the way, and his kindness follows behind us. With God's hand of love upon our lives, he imparts a blessing to us, to VCF, to our families, and to our communities. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Pastors Doug and Dr. Viana, Josiah and Gabe. I didn't know about this until I got here this morning because I am not I'm not on the computer all the time. That's where the message was delivered. So I'm not prepared. But I just want to say I came here by the blessing of Jesus, he guided me here. He, the Holy Spirit told me to come here, uh, which was quite a few years ago, but not in the beginning of their time here. And I am just so glad. And I, I just pray for, you know, people to just reach out. You know, if, if you weren't led here by the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, then, you know, invite other people to come because it, it grieves me when I think about all the people out here in this community and around us that are missing out on this opportunity. They, they don't know, and, and it's, it's just, it breaks my heart, you know. And, and so if, if you know people who are suffering, they, they think they have to suffer alone, and they don't. And they can come here and they can find, you know, the love of Jesus. They can find, you know, the help of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, just reach out to the community, you know, to friends, relatives, you know. Tell them to come and and let them experience the love that is here in this church through our wonderful pastors. Uh, We couldn't ask for anything better. We do have an awesome God. I tell you, I was here 11 years now. And each year, it, they accelerate it, but the, the words they speak and do, they're like bulldozers. They shift things around and move things. And it's, it's awesome because God, when he speaks, it becomes. And, he, and the great love he has for us, they carry that same love as the Father. And they gave their time to be here for us, to get us into a point where we need to be. Because when I first got here, I'm not the same like I am today. As I, once, I, once I came in here, it was like night and day. 
And it's, God is very, he's great. And I just thank the Lord for you too. And gave him Josiah. And he's, he's the greatest of all. And he, when he put you here, it's, it opened up a whole atmosphere of goodness in this whole Lebanon dolphin. And it goes on beyond that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. You know, we're grateful to God. Uh, It was God who uh, brought us here, and it is God who sustains us to do what uh, he has uh, called us to do here uh, in the name of Jesus. I thought Pastor Doug's uh, iPad wasn't charged, but it is. Yes. Well, you know, this is really uh, kind of a fitting time. Uh, We're going to receive a new member. Amen. You know, uh, we are a a membership church. Yeah, come on up, Karen. And uh, we are a a membership church, and uh, membership is just really a relationship. When uh, God puts people together, Mm -hmm. and uh, they both bring something to the table, and God is glorified, and his kingdom is built. Amen. And uh, so membership, you know, God places people in the body of Christ as members where, where he sees fit. And I believe that you know, being part of a church is, is the planting of the Lord. Yeah. You know, we don't, choose, we don't choose church out of convenience or out of uh, uh, external needs. It's really a work of God because God knows what you need. God yeah. knows what the church needs. The church is the people. Yeah. And when you, he brings people together, his will gets accomplished. Yeah. So I just want to say this. Um, you know, uh, as a member, you know, we protect the unity of our church. We share the responsibility of our church, and uh, we serve in the ministry uh, of our church. And uh, God uh, does this work. So we are so excited <laughs> to receive Karen Nye as a new member of VCF. Thank you so much yeah. for being part of this family. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's uh, stretch you, forth Lord. your hands. You, Father, in the name of Jesus, Thank we give you, you thanks and praise. Yes. That a fresh and new anointing will come upon Karen in the name of Jesus, Lord. Your strength, power, and might will be seen and heard throughout her life and in all that she does. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, for activating those gifts which you put in her, Lord, for the body of Christ. And we just receive her today and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bless you. I have to... I have to say a word since this is our time of celebration because for me, when I came to this church, it was definitely, definitely a God thing. I was in a very low time of my life, and I was looking for something that was real. I was hungry for more. I wanted Holy Spirit fire. I wanted people that were going to speak into my life and to be real church and not wear a at that time. (laughs) So when I came in here, they just blessed me, refreshed me met me where I was at, and yet challenged me and helped me to see beyond where I was stuck and realizing that God has so much more for me. So I am ever so grateful 
for your devotion to me. You're acknowledging who I was, taking me deeper, and I've grown, and I'm excited to see where God's going to take me. And thank you so, so very much for all that you've done for me personally. Amen. You're welcome. Praise God. Amen. Well, should we play the video? Yeah. Um, we're going to uh, see a video of uh, some clips that Josiah put together about my trip. Amen. I was joking with Pastor Doug. I said, you've been to the country of my great, great grandparents <laughs> three or four times I've never been. So <laughs> I'll have to change that sometime. I just want to personally thank God for 21 years here because it's amazing. When you are back then, <laughs> you're thinking, oh, man. <laughs> and... Uh, I was I, I posted on Friday. Friday was the exact date, and um, I, I went to the gym and I pulled in our driveway. And all of a sudden, inside of me, I kept hearing, "Today's a significant day. Today's a significant day." And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, did I like miss an appointment or something?" I'm looking at my calendar, and I realized what date it was. And and then the Lord reminded me this was the exact date that I brought you to Palmyra, and. Um, the uh, time that I was alerted to that was between the time where we'd have, it would have been service time. We would have actually physically been here. And I, I was pregnant with Gabriel. I was three months pregnant with Gabriel when we came here. And it was right after we had a miscarriage that same year. Mm-hmm. Because earlier that year we had our, a miscarriage with our first pregnancy. And then we came here. And it was like a whirlwind. You know, it's all kinds of things. And I realize now that we were breaking, when we showed up, we messed up a plan. And it was a plan of the devil. 
to keep a whole area um, dazed over with the traditions of men and religion. Mm-hmm. And now you look, now you could see behind you what you were breaking through. But when you were going through it, it wasn't so pretty. <laughs> and the devil will always find a person to blame for his bad work. And uh, you, the number one thing I could tell you, which it turns out Pastor Doug is preaching about today, I think. Mm-hmm. His message got changed today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you have to build a foundation of the love of God. If you don't do that, you can't win at a high level. When you come out at the end, you're going to be really scarred up and broken up and all this. And you might even not like people at the end of it all. So one of the things that Doug said right when we started pastoring was we love people. And we're having the time of our life. Well, we were scoffed at and mocked a little bit in pastor circles when we would say we're having the time of our life. Mm -hmm. And they would say, well, just give it a few years. You know, just wait, just wait. They don't know. You know, they'd be nudging each other. They have no idea. But what we said, apart from we're having a time, is that we love people. We kept that at the center of our attention. No matter what people did, what they said, what didn't happen, we would always say we love people. So every time somebody left Mm -hmm. blaming us for something, We'd look at each other and we'd say, we love people. Yeah. And that reset everything. And uh, today, I was, uh, so Friday, I was thinking, like, wow, we really are having the time of our life. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> and, and I'm showing you behind the scenes because this is how you could overcome too. Like, sometimes you don't know when you're in the middle of something, you don't know, like, okay. But it's worth, when God sends you somewhere, it's completely worth it Mm -hmm. to be there and participate, be active. I could have easily been Pastor Doug's wife and just be like, show up Wednesdays and Sundays and do my business thing and just, you know, because I trained for business and that's what the Lord sent me and led me to do. And I was always like feeling like I was missing out in corporate America. I was like, man, by now I'd be CEO of something. Like, I just know it. (laughs) But God has other plans, and he knows how to mix the two together. Amen? Amen. So once I got over myself, I think it started being a little better for me. (laughs) And we were brand new parents. That was a new thing, too. Thank God for Gabriel. I mean, this was like the perfect kid. Like, God could not have sent us a more. I was thinking about the difference between Josiah's experience and Gabriel's experience. They're vastly different. (laughs) And he, God sent him friends. I mean, God just, like protected him through all the turmoil but um and and now we have (laughs) michelle is the person that's still here (laughs) that was here in the beginning (laughs) so michelle's been how long have you been at the actual church because it's 21 years since we've been here but how long overall four years after the church started i think yeah yeah Michelle's been here four years after. Like, look at that. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I'm just telling you, you're going to be living anyway. You're going to have 365 days every single year. You might as well do it in God's perfect will. And just work it. Just walk it and work it. Work your mouth on it. Move your feet on it. And watch what God could do. And my biggest joy for being here this long 
is to see the lives that have been changed. Like, it's just astounding. Like, wow. And you think, like, what if I was disobedient? Like, that would not be good. <laughs> and because our obedience is always changing someone else's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It helps to change someone else's atmosphere. We have to think that way. Not think of any inconvenience it might have caused us or anything we might have missed out on. It, it doesn't. That doesn't matter. It's what God intended for us to do in life. We have to be obedient. Amen? So that's my little thing today. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you guys doctor. for everything. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to uh, tell you about my trip a little bit, and then uh, we'll dismiss the kids in just a moment. But um, I had the privilege of uh, going to India, and uh, we taught in uh, two Bible schools. Uh, there's actually five Ramas in India, and uh, I taught at two of them. I taught four courses in two weeks. I was uh, teaching uh, six hours a day, plus I preached in five churches. Uh, That was just a bonus that uh, God set up because that wasn't on the radar. But um, the first uh, place I went to was uh, Bagdagra, which is just south of Nepal. And uh, it's in the northeast uh, corner of uh, India. And um, I have a good friend there. His name is uh, Sanjib Sharma. You saw him in that video with the beard and glasses. And those were kids uh, in a house fellowship praying in tongues. And uh, we had a great meeting there. I told, <laughs> I told the churches, if you see me sweat while I preach, God's just speaking because he's the voice of many waters. <laughs> and um, uh, the one church, uh, he's also a vice president of a bank. And uh, we just had great times in the churches we preached on a, a church in uh, on Friday night. That's where you saw all the people with the uh, their uh, scarves on their heads. Uh, that was about 140 people that sat on the floor, and they were just worshiping God when we got there. And I asked them, I said, "Did I come to India, or did I just step into heaven?" <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I started to pray for people that night on Friday, and <laughs> people just came up. They were falling everywhere. I mean, ladies that had, they were holding babies. I would just pray for them. They would start to fall, but, you know, thank God the women behind them caught them. And God just did amazing things. There were some people that got born again. There were some people that rededicated their life. And um, then the first school that I taught at, uh, that was uh, in another place in India. And um, my last uh, session there, I talked on joy and our discipline and how we need to yield to the joy and over half the class there's 40 students so i'd say about 30 plus students they were falling on the floor laughing my translator fell out laughing and uh i had asked them i had asked them uh did has anyone ever seen or experienced this all of them said no that was their first time that they had experienced that so we got to touch a nation together amen because what the partners help do, the partners reap in the benefits. And uh, everyone who partnered and prayed for me, God did amazing and wonderful things. And we touched a nation. We got to touch a portion of 1.455 billion people. And two of those people are going to be sent out from that place and they're going to go start works. There was uh, 29 students in one school and then 40 students in another school. Um, 
I was in uh, my last town I was in. It was a town of 10 million people. And uh, I always told this joke and they always got it because they understand. You know, there was a, a pastor and a taxi driver who went to heaven. And uh, the angel was taking them to their mansions. And the pastor, his mansion was smaller than the taxi cab driver. And the pastor said to the angel, why is my house smaller? And the angel said, well, when you preached, people slept. But when the taxi driver drove, people prayed. (laughs) (laughs) And you understand that because in India, the only thing that matters on the road is where you're going. Where everybody else is going, it doesn't matter. And you have bikes that are, if they have this much space, they're going in between cars. And there was a time when uh, our windows were this close, like the side view mirrors were this close to cars. So you do pray when you're, <laughs> when you're driving in India. But, um, the, you know, I was very, very, very well received. And uh, God did wonderful and amazing things. And you all have a part in that. And uh, I just want to let you know that um, coming up, uh, we're going to Liberia. This is what the Lord gave me uh, two days ago. He said, out of Palmyra, God will send forth his word into the world and to all the nations. He will pour out his abundant grace on them and cause them to inherit his promises and receive his benefits. And we're going to Liberia to bring them healing, victory, and life from heaven and administer to them with the master's touch. So um, here's, uh, and uh, so God's opened up this door to Liberia, another pastor that has contacted me. And uh, Steve Hoffman and I and Gabriel, uh, we're going to be going the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, we're going to be conducting leadership crusades in the morning, uh, we're paying for the food for the pastors to be there. And uh, so um, my flight has been paid for. Amen. All the flights have been paid for. So we just need uh, another $6,600, but I believe that God can do it. Amen. And if you want a desire to help with that, you can. You can just contribute to the commission club and uh, God gets the glory. Amen. But uh, I'm excited about it. This is new territory. And this is another continent that BCF is touching with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we've touched, we're, we're touching three continents in one year. Asia, South America, and uh, Africa. And uh, when I was in India, you know, uh, Gabriel, he serves Arama on the worship team. Plus he works for them. So there was three Pishkas uh, preaching the gospel in three parts of the world at the same time. And I thought that was pretty amazing. God brought that to my attention. But I'm so grateful for those uh, who have helped, and Dr. Fiona, for uh, filling in. She did such an awesome job. I know that she was a blessing to you. And that, you know, But we're just here because we love people and we love God. And God's doing great things. Amen? All right. So we're going to dismiss our kids for kids' life, kids living in faith every day. So kids and teachers, get ready. Let's have a great class. And of course, uh, you know, we don't uh, take up, uh, we don't pass the container, but you can give any time during the service. And if you're watching online, you can give through our website that way. And uh, God will receive it and he'll bless you. Amen.
Today, uh, the Lord put something very interesting on my heart, and uh, (laughs) he gave me the title, and it's called Knotted Nets and Agape Love. So I'm going to talk to you today about knotted nets and agape love. And you know how the Holy Ghost works? He already was speaking the same thing through Miss Dottie, who said she wasn't prepared, but she was prepared by the Holy Ghost. And she did such a fantastic job. Amen. You know, when you have the Holy Ghost, you're prepared. Amen. And uh, so, you know, Jesus, in his day... Fishing was a very big industry, and they they caught fish with a line, but the majority of the fish that were caught were, were from nets. They had a net called a sign net that you would cast from the shore, and uh, they had another net called a tremel net that you would throw out into deeper waters And you would kind of row the boat and it would move and it would gather the fish and then they would bring it in. And I actually used a uh, sign net in Guyana. When I was there with uh, Fiona's dad uh, many years ago, uh, there was a place in Berbice where when the tide would come out, you know, the tide would come in, right? But then it would go out and it would leave these pools of water. And uh, there was a fisherman there that had one of these nets. It's a, it's a round net about six meters, in, you know, six feet in diameter. And it's attached to a rope. And when you cast it, it, it spreads out. It's got weights on it. And it goes down. And it, when it comes together, you can pull the rope. So I, I didn't do so well casting the net. <laughs> you need a little bit of practice. Devon might have some more practice doing that. But, um, but they used nets. And those nets were held together by knots. And God's people are a net to his kingdom. And we are knotted together by the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about knotted nets and agape love. And God's going to bring this all together. Amen? I want you to ask yourself this question. How can God work through me to reach people? You know, you might be sitting here, you come to church uh, all the time, but just ask yourself, how can God use me to reach people? God wants to use every single person in his body to reach people. Amen? We are the net. In the Palmyra Square, they're going to be casting out a net. And the purpose of casting out that net is to bring people into the kingdom of God. Amen? We need to be casting our nets in our neighborhoods. We need to be casting our nets in our homes. We need to be casting our nets in our workplaces. Amen? God has a net and that he wants to gather the fish in. Because, uh, I'll I'll, I'll get to that. Um, So ask yourself, how can God work through me to reach people? How can I use my gifts, talents, and abilities to bring another person into the kingdom of God? No matter where you are in life. If you're not so physical or if you're physical, if you can move well or if you can't move well, God can use you to reach someone. God can use you. Amen? You are equipped by the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God and the name of Jesus, and all of us can be reaching people in our sphere of influence. Our sphere of influence is our net. That's our fishing grounds. 
Amen? Hallelujah. So, uh, God's, king, God's churches are made up of fishers of men and women. Hallelujah. And our, our nets are knotted together with agape love based on a covenant relationship. So that's where you get the knotted nets of the agape love. We're actually held together by the love of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, we got to make sure that the net is safe and strong to hold the quantity needed for the end times catch. God is getting ready. He is stirring up his people. It's time to be casting our nets from the shore and from the boat in the shallow water, in the deep water, because God wants to catch some fish. So he's going to come back with a a glorious church full of fish, full of wheat in the barn. Amen. Full of a harvest. Hallelujah. Every one of us have a part in the harvest of God. Glory to God. Amen. All right. I want you to go to uh, Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. We know the first part of this, but then there's a second part of this. The first part is about the river and them measuring how deep the waters are. But we're going to get to the second part here. In uh, verse 8, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 8. He's still talking about the river and he's still talking about the waters that come from the throne room. And in Ezekiel 47, verse 8, then he said unto me, these waters issue on toward the east country. We're in the east country. We got some water flowing to the east country. Amen. And they go down into the desert. The desert is where people need Jesus. Hallelujah. It's dry and they need some living water. Glory to God. And uh, go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Hallelujah. We, we got healing waters. We're going to go. Verse 9. It shall come to pass that everything that lives, which moves, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. You got a river flowing through you. And wherever you bring that river, it's going to bring life. Amen. It's going to bring health. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, he says... Uh, verse 10, and it shall come to pass that fishers shall stand upon it from En Gedi even into en- Eneglam, and they shall be a-, a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds as the fish of the great sea. E- e- get excited about exceeding many. We're going to catch all kinds of fish, different colored fish, different cultured fish, hallelujah, different nationality fish. We were designed to catch all kinds of fish, amen? And we're going to be casting our nets because we have knotted nets and agape love working on our behalf to win the people for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're going to be sitting on the shores and in the boat casting our nets we're going to bring in a great, great catch. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're going to, re- and we, we're going to receive people into a net that doesn't break. And we're going to call partners over to haul it in. Amen? So that's the image of the net. Hallelujah. 
And let's go to uh, Luke chapter 5. I want to go to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to see a story here about some nets. See, Jesus, fishing uses Jesus' principles to extend his kingdom. All the fishers say, Amen. Amen. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon, pressed upon him to hear the word of God. Notice the people were pressing to hear the word. We got to have some people pressing to hear the word. Amen? Maybe some co-workers might be pressing to hear the word. Maybe some neighbors might be pressing to hear the word. Maybe strangers might be pressing to hear the word. You know, we can minister to strangers too. You don't have to minister to everybody that you know. Amen? Hallelujah. I ministered to pastors who I'd never met before, but God opened the door and, and God did great and mighty things. So Jesus was along the sea of Galilee and he was the living word. He is the living word. And so people, he was walking along the sea and people were pressing. You know, everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd. He never ate alone. Uh, he rarely uh, walked alone. Everywhere he went, there were crowds of people. There were, he had his disciples. He had his followers. And the, everywhere he went, there were people around him. Right? Because everywhere he went, something happened. Miracles happened. Amen? Signs and wonders were happening. Amen? So, people were pressing to hear the word, and he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake. The fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. So, Jesus saw an opportunity Two ships were there, and he's like, boy, that ship would make a good pulpit. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed him or asked him that he, if he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Jesus was a cool teacher. He sat down and taught. Amen? So, in order to, Jesus needed some room to preach just like I do. And so he got into this ship and he just pulled out just a little bit and he sat down and he began teaching the word. Amen. What do you think is going to happen when Jesus enters your workplace? What do you think is going to happen when Jesus enters your home? And the word goes forth. What do you think is going to happen when Jesus enters any circumstance or situation that you're in? Amen. And the Word of God is activated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, something's going to happen. Amen? God wants to come into your atmosphere. He wants to come into your environment. He wants to come where you are and just show Himself strong. He, he wants to demonstrate His power and His goodness and His love by using you. Amen? Say, God wants to use me. He does. He really does. He wants to use all of us. No one is unusable to God. If you were unusable before, God added value to you and he made you reusable. Amen? God didn't just recycle you, he resurrected you to a usable position that he could do something with. 
And he wants you to affect the kingdom. We are kingdom shakers. We are hell breakers. Amen. We are demon stompers. We are our darkness putter awayers. I don't have any better way to say that. But when you carry a light, darkness can't even stand against you. You show up with a light and the darkness says, bye-bye, I'm out of here. You can change an entire atmosphere or an environment. That's what Jesus did by entering a boat. He changed the atmosphere. And notice, Jesus got permission to enter the boat. You got to give Jesus permission. Say, come Jesus. Come to my workplace. Say, come, come with me on this drive. Say, come with me when I go eat ice cream. You know, God likes ice cream too. Why? He made it. He invented it. Amen? Oh, you never thought about taking Jesus to get ice cream, did you? No, you, you could take Jesus everywhere. He's the most fun person you'll ever hang out with. Hallelujah. Okay? Now, so Jesus was preaching the gospel. He was telling people good news about the kingdom. And he was talking about what God has given people, right, while he's in this ship. Now, verse 4 says, Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft or for a catch. All right? See, God will never come into an atmosphere without leaving a reward. Oh, when God comes into your pocketbook... He'll never leave your pocketbook without leaving a reward. Amen? So, now Jesus just got done preaching, and now he just tells Peter, he doesn't even say it a second time to persuade him, because God's word is good enough, you don't need any changes or any additions. When God speaks, we need to be ready to act in that moment. Amen? If you're worshiping God and and you feel the Holy Spirit say run, you don't need to question it or reason it. Don't worry about what other people think. You just run because you never know what God's going to do with that. Right? You know, it just takes a spark to start a fire. You don't need anything more than a spark to start a fire. That might be the spark that starts some holy fire. You know, we got to learn how to yield to God. And we got to learn how to not resist him when he speaks. You know, religion teaches you to resist God. Because religion builds up self. And it puts self in charge and it makes you legalistic. But God is free. In In a relationship with God, we're free and we should be motivated by love. And we should love Jesus so much that when he speaks, we do. It doesn't matter what he says. Because if if you learn anything from Moses, you'll never argue with God and win. Right? Moses Moses said, I can't do what you're saying. God said, yes, you can. You know, when you tell God you can't do what he's saying, he's already given you the power and what he said to do what he said. So you have no excuses. Once God delivers his word to you, it comes with the power to do it. The power to fulfill it. The power to carry it out. When when God says, Moses, I want you to go to Egypt and deliver my people, Moses had everything he needed to go to Egypt and deliver the people. He didn't need anything else because it was all contained in God's word. Right? So Jesus tells this fisherman, 
Launch out into the deep. You know, it takes some faith to launch out into the deep. How many want to go deeper with God? That takes some faith to go deeper. But I like my shallow water. But God wants you to go deeper. Come on, you don't need to be in the baby pool anymore. I remember when I was a young boy and we had a public swimming pool that was only, I don't know, seven or eight blocks from my house. I remember the day when I swam my laps and I got to go into the deep end. Amen. I wasn't in the shallow end anymore. But see, you had to swim laps. You had to go from one side to the other to prove to the lifeguards that you can swim and you wouldn't drown. Amen? So they had this test. I failed the first time. That was heart-wrenching. I, I, I rode my bike home crying. Because I didn't, I failed, but I was determined I'm going to swim in the deep end. And so I practiced and I practiced and I got it down, man. And, and I, I'll never forget the joy. I can go off the diving board. Hallelujah. And then in the town where my grandparents lived, they had a high dive. It was like four stories high. And I remember when I climbed that high dive, I was determined I was going to dive off that thing. And I looked down and I said, in the name of Jesus, and I just went for it. And it was great. I dove. It didn't hurt, you know, because sometimes if you don't dive right, it can hurt. That water is harsh, you know. But, yeah, I just dove off the high dive. That was an exhilarating time, too, in my life. But tell your neighbor, say, it's time to go deeper. You got to go deeper in God. Amen? We got to be able to go deeper in worship. We got to be able to go deeper in our relationship with God. We got to step over some bound. We got to break some limits and step over some boundaries. Hallelujah. We've been so, some people have been so religiously trained. They don't know how to respond to God when he, when he does. You know, I remember when the first time I I was raising my hands, it was awkward to raise my hands because in my church that I grew up in, we never raised our hands except to make the sign of the cross. That was it. Stand up, sit down, kneel. Stand up, sit down, kneel. Okay, it's done. What? But, but I, I'm so glad that it doesn't take me any effort now to raise my hands to God. Amen? Because I've done it so much, my body said, okay, you, you, we're just used to it now, you know. You know, your spirit can tell your body what to do. Right? I, I don't know, I'm on, the Holy Ghost knows. Okay, so Simon, verse, Simon's response, verse 5. He answered and said unto him, Master, I've toiled all night. I've worked all night. I, that's what religion does. Religion is toilsome. Religion is work. Religion is self-righteousness. Religion is you've got to earn your way to, to get blessed from God. But that's not the way of Jesus. You don't work to get what Jesus has. You believe to have it. It's already been done. It's already been provided for. Being a Christian is no toil. Amen? It's not a, it's not an issue. But Peter, he toiled all night. Because they used to fish at night because that's when the fishing was successful. And, it, and you know, it, it takes a lot of labor. To cast the net and bring it in and cast the net and bring it in. You sweat and, you know, 
Everything smells fishy. It's a lot of work. And if you can imagine Peter's flesh, Jesus gets in his boat, this carpenter preaches a sermon, and he tells the fisherman, the professional fisherman, catch down, look, you know, Peter fished that. He said, I didn't catch a thing. And his flesh was in a position of resistance. But he overrode his flesh. You know, sometimes you've got to override your flesh to get what God wants you to have. Because it's not received for your, through your flesh, it's received spiritually. The natural man doesn't receive anything from God, but the spiritual man receives all things from God. So, Peter said, Master, we've toiled all night and, I've, and taken nothing. Nevertheless, oh, we've got to have a nevertheless today. Yes. Nevertheless, at your words. See, Peter chose to abide by the word of the Lord versus the word of his flesh. He chose to abide uh, in the voice of his spirit and not the voice of his body. Say, nevertheless. At your word, I will let down the net. Did Jesus say, let down the net? What did he say? Let down your net, sir. Peter's missing something. You know, we don't need to add anything to God's word and we don't need to take anything away from God's word. If Jesus says nets, then get nets. If, if the prophet tells the widow, get as many pots as you can, then get as many pots as you can. Right? So that you can fill them with the oil. So, I love that. Nevertheless, that's a powerful statement. I don't feel like doing it, but I'm going to do it because you said it. We got to elevate God's word and we got to do things because he says it. Amen. We praise God because he says, praise him. We go to church because he said, go to church. We give because he says, give. We live our lives based on what God said. That's called being governed by the word of God. Are you governed by the word? Many people are not, but they call themselves Christians. Many people don't do what God says to do, but they call themselves Christians. You know, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, that means Christ follower. That means you're following Christ. And if you're not following Christ, then maybe you're not what you say you are. Amen? That's true. You can say amen or oh me. All right? And when, notice, he said, when they had done this. Everybody say they. This wasn't just Peter. This was a partnership. Him and Andrew had a boat, and James and John had a boat with their father Zebedee, but they were, all a, 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 they were all a partnership in the fishing business. They worked together. Amen? How many know you can get more fish with two boats than one? You can do more work in the kingdom with two than one. One can put a 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. With, with, with one more, you already multiplied your efforts. They, they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude. Everybody say a great multitude. And their net broke. Well, that's why Jesus said nets. Jesus knew what was coming. Peter didn't know what was coming. Amen? How many know Jesus knows better than we do? Amen? It's just best to do exactly what he says the way he said it. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, this is why Jesus, when he stood at Lazarus' tomb, 
he had to say, Lazarus, come forth, because if he had just said, come forth, you don't know who would have come out of that grave. You know, Jesus had to be specific. He was very specific. He said, Lazarus, come forth, because he only wanted Lazarus to come out of that grave. Amen? But the, after they did this, they called a multitude of fish. Let me tell you something. God, the, that, that fish came from heaven to the water into that net. Do you know that God's got supernatural supply for you that we can't see, but we access it by faith? Peter didn't. Peter looked up. He looked at that area up close and personal. He saw no fish. There wasn't a fish that got into his net, no matter how many times he threw it. But But at the word of God, see, when you respond to the word, it changes everything. It causes the impossible to be possible. So Peter and Andrew, they're hauling in this fish and their net broke. Verse 7, and they beckoned unto their partners. Hallelujah. I beckoned to my partners and my partners sent me to India. Glory to God. We did it together. Amen. It wasn't just me, but it was a work together. This is how God designed the body of Christ. You know, God's not a counterfeiter. He's not going to send you money from heaven. Oh, look, money came from heaven. No, it comes from the earth. This is where they print the money. If money came from heaven, God would be a counterfeiter, and he's not a counterfeiter. God uses people to help people. Amen? If you have a need in your life, you pray to God, God will send a person to help you with that need. Amen? Because that's how God works. God works through people. He works through a network. What's the first word? What's the first letters of network? N-E-T. Amen? You know why God uses nets? Because they work. That's why it's a network. Amen? We're, we're going to cast a net today, and we're going to reap in healing. We're going to gather all the sick people, and they're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Healing is part of God's plan. It's, it's what Jesus went around doing. Amen? So they beckoned to their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Now, I did some research. These ships could hold one to two tons of fish. Now, if you're sinking two boats, that's a lot of fish. That is, I mean, they, these fishermen had never experienced boats sinking loads of fish. This was something brand new. Because all the fishermen were astonished. They'd be like, oh, you know that, oh. Hallelujah. Everybody say they filled both ships. That means the partner benefited because they were in partnership together. When you partner with this church, you will benefit together with this church. Amen. You cannot beat God given. You give to God and God will give to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Amen? When Simon Peter saw it, verse 8, he fell down at Jesus' knees. He couldn't get to his feet because there was so much fish. So he fell down to his knees. The knees, Jesus was standing in knee-high fish. There were so many fish in the boat. Peter, when Peter fell down, normally you fall down to a feet. No, he fell down to his knees. He couldn't go down any further. Why? There was so much fish there. 
Amen? That's a harvest that came about of a net that came from someone who loved God's word more than their own feelings. Did you know that Peter agaped Jesus' word? He loved God's word. That's why he acted when he, he didn't seem like he could. You know, the word will cause you to go beyond the normal mark. And then uh, Peter said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him. Everybody say, all that were with him. So Peter, Andrew, James, John, Zebedee had never seen this many fish at one time being caught. And they used a different method of fishing one time. They used word for the bait. (laughs) Amen? You know, when you use God's word, it, it brings the miraculous. So, uh, verse 10, and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. I'm going to give you a different net, Peter. I'm going to introduce you to a different network. You're going to have a different drag net. You're going to still do the same thing, but you're going to do it in different ways. You're not going to catch fish, but you're going to catch men. Because we are together, we are knotted nets held together with the agape love of God. Amen? VCF is a net to the Palmyra community. We are a net. You know what? We're casting our net at Northside, and we're bringing in school children to hear the gospel. We're casting our net at Forge, and we're bringing children in to hear the gospel. Amen? We're casting our net in the middle school, and we're bringing uh, middle schoolers in to hear the gospel. Amen? We're casting our nets. Those are all net-casting events, net-casting opportunities. Hallelujah. And the fish are coming in. Amen? They're hearing about Jesus. Look, we, we got to connect people to the Word of God. When you're out in a restaurant, ask the Lord how He can help you connect that people or that, uh, that, that group of people that are helping you to, to, with the Word of God. Amen? We, we got we to crank up witnessing up a, up a notch. Amen? We got to do an emerald. Pow! Bam! Or no, bam! Kick it up a notch, right? Isn't that what Chef Emerald does? Bam! Kick it up a notch. Let's add some spice to our witnessing. Amen? Let's add some Indian spice to our witnessing. Let's add some hot curry to our witnessing. Or hot biryani chicken to our witnessing. Amen? Uh, Those are things that I ate while I was there. And to be honest, two of the Indians said, this stuff was hot. How are you eating it? I said, praise the Lord. I said, you know... When, when, when the food was hot and it made my eyes water, I'd say, I'm getting a little emotional over this meal. <laughs> but one of the pastors, he loved me eating so much, he took pictures of me eating. Because <laughs> I was eating with my hands just like they do. He was like, this is so awesome. And this shirt, they, they had this shirt made for me when I was there. So that's why I'm wearing this today. But uh, God is good. Amen. So a net is a fabric made of interlocking threads. Did you know that being part of the body of Christ, you have been interlocked with others? 
God designed his family as a body. And we are connected to one another because we're all connected to Jesus. Amen? We have natural families and we have a spiritual family, but the dynamics of each are the same. Amen? God designed his body like a family. And we need one another. God never designed one person to be out on their own apart from the body. I told this in India and they liked it too. I said, you know, like bananas come in bunches. Right? What happens to the first banana that leaves the bunch? It gets peeled. So the, the moral of the story is stay with the bunch. If you leave the bunch, you're going to get peeled by the enemy and devoured. Amen? All right? So they connect the nets by knotting and twisting them at points where they cross each other. God designed our lives to be intertwined with each other. Amen? The strength of the net depends on the number of twists and knots made by it. Praise God, our, our, our net has got lots of twists and knots. It's strong. The VCF net is strong. Why? Because we tie each other with the love of God. Amen? The net must be pulled and stretched into a place of strength. Between Dr. Fiona and I, we pull and stretch you to a point of strength. Amen? Everybody has strengths and weaknesses, but our goal is to maximize our strengths and minimize our weaknesses. So Dr. Fiona, she says it this way. She's the surgeon, and I'm the recovery one. Right? So you've gotten the surgery. Now you're getting the recovery. Amen? You're in the recovery room today. Hallelujah. And, and I'm making sure that you've been healed, that there's no infection, amen, from the surgery. That, that no tool was left inside of you. <laughs> no, Dr. Fiona would never do that. But together, God brought us here to pull and stretch you, to bring you to that point of strength so that we have a, a, non-net break, a non-breaking net where we can gather in the harvest that we need to gather into. Amen. God raised this work up in 1981 to reach this region. I want you to imagine with me. There are 7,800 people in Palmyra. What if 10% of those people were attending VCF? 780 people. Oh, come on. Use your imagination. Let's get excited about 780 people. Oh, I like a small church. God likes a growing church. He doesn't, he doesn't mind the small church, but he wants us to grow. Amen. And we can grow, but we can still keep our closeness. We can still keep our tight knitting. We can still keep our connection. Amen? But we can grow. 10% of Palmyra coming here every week. 780 people. Come on, can you believe with me? Can you pray with me? When this comes to your mind, begin to pray that. We want to get 780 people coming together to hear the Word of God, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit with the gifts of the Spirit. We're not going to compromise the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to stop talking about the blood of Jesus. We're not going to stop talking about repentance or holiness. We're going to keep preaching the Word. But there are people who are stuck in religious ways that need to hear what we have to say. There are people that need to be find their inheritance and treasure in God's word. There are people that need to find their purpose in God. Amen? Hallelujah. How, how can we do it? God can do it. We're just partnering with God. God does the heavy lifting. 
We do the believing. That's easy. But God does the heavy lifting. Amen? Jesus said the work that I do is because I see my father do it. So everything he said, everything he did was in direct correlation with what he heard and saw his father do. So God was doing the work. Amen? And, uh, you know, here at VCF, we confess it about building strong relationships. This is an atmosphere where we can build strong relationships. God wants you to relate to one another. Amen? And maybe next week we'll get into more of that, of relationships. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4 for a minute. Ephesians chapter 4. My goodness, where'd the time go? In the name of Jesus, stop the sun. (laughs) Ephesians 4. This is a net mentality scripture. The Holy Ghost knows how to do it. The Holy Ghost ordered the meal and I'm just serving it. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. Ephesians 4:16. Notice it says, "But from whom the whole body, notice this phrase, fitly joined together. Fitly joined together like a net. We are fitly joined together. God brought you into this family so that we could have an incredible impact in our community. You are here to impact your community. Amen? You know, over the years, we saw families be transformed and changed. Family members who nobody thought would ever come are coming. Amen? God is working. He's doing things. He's bringing change and transformation. And we're so glad that we obeyed the call of God. I knew, we knew nothing of Palmyra when we came here. I had to learn the history of this church as I went. God unfolded it. Amen? I, I knew nothing about this place, but the, the history that I've learned... There were people who brought in pictures of when there was just barren dirt in the neighborhood down across the, from the church. God is awesome. Look what the Lord has done. He has done great things, and we are glad. Amen. Are you glad for the great things that God is doing? Hallelujah. He's not done yet. But notice, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted or held together. That's tied together. Whether you like it or not, you're tied to me and I'm tied to you. And we're not going to get loosed anytime soon. Amen? But we're going to add more knots. We're going to add more knots to the net. Hallelujah. All right? Whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted or held together by that which every joint supplies. You, you have something to bring. Every person has something to bring to this body. You are supplying something that this body needs to maintain our strength. Every one of you. You may think that you're insignificant, but that's a lie of the enemy. You are not insignificant. You are important. And God brought you here for such a time as this. So that together we can cast a net over Lebanon County. We can cast a net over Harrisburg. Amen. How many know we need to catch some politicians that are godly and righteous and, and, and fear God? Hallelujah. 
We need to catch some ones that will secure our border in the name of Jesus. All right, let's get back to the word. Which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of everybody. The effectual working is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. As we're intertwined and connected and held together, the Holy Ghost, he's, he's flowing, he's moving, he's operating. Amen. Just like a river has many channels and tributaries, but it's got one source. The Holy Ghost is the source and he's, he's flowing in channels and tributaries in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's the effectual working that, that, that works through the net. In, in the measure of every part, it makes increase of the body unto the edifying itself in love. Everybody say in love. So we can't do this without the love of God. We need the agape love of God. Amen. I want you to go to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. I'm almost done. I got to tie this all together. It's not just, we are not a nets, yes, but we have to operate in the agape love. That's the love of God. Uh, agape love is defined as his preference. It's, it's God's preferred way of treating people. It's God's preferred, way, preferred method of doing things in the kingdom of God. John chapter 13 and verse 34. Jesus is talking here. Does Jesus know what he's talking about? Absolutely. He is what he is who the book is all about. Right? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And in verse 34, John 13, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. What's new about that commandment? Under the law, they were told to love God, but the new part is to love one another. As I have loved you. That's the new part. Because this is a new commandment. God took all the commandments and he, he wrapped them into one called love. A new commandment I give unto you. Notice he, he didn't give us a new suggestion. This is not something if we feel like doing. This is a commandment from our master. This is a commandment from Jesus. So if you if if you if your flesh is not in line with loving people, you got to override your flesh with the spirit and the word of God. Amen. Because we got to obey the commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. We got to use the standard of love, which is Jesus, to love one another. God doesn't even expect us to love one another with our own love. He gives us His love. The Bible says that his love is shed abroad in our hearts. So God gives us his love so that we can love people with his love. Amen? You know, you can love a lot with his love. He loved the world and he gave his son Jesus. We can love people because Jesus gives us his love to love people with. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, then he says, verse 35... By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The greatest thing that we could do to testify to the world is love one another. Notice you don't have to like them, but you do have to love them. Amen? What is love? Love is a choice. Love is action. When you decide to love someone, you, you act accordingly to reinforce that choice. Amen? And God is love. 
It's his nature. It's his characteristic. And uh, we have to, uh, we, we are the knotted net with the agape love. It's the love that holds those knots together. It's the love that, that keeps those knots tight. It's the love of God that is our strength. Amen? And, and love covers a multitude of sins. Perfect love comes in and casts out fear. You know, when perfect love shows up, fear can't hang around. Fear is cast out because fear is a spirit. And God is love. Hallelujah. And God's love comes from a new kingdom and a new culture. You know, you can keep your culture as long as your culture doesn't disagree with God's culture. And when your culture disagrees with God's culture, you've got to introduce God's culture. Because God's culture blesses everyone. Amen? There's some things of our culture that we don't need to do because they're not of God. But that doesn't mean we lose our identity or who we are. Hallelujah. So God's love is based on a new principle, and it's measured by a, new, a higher standard. And God's not going to lower that standard for anyone. He expects us to love one another as he loves us. He expects us to operate in that love. And because he said it, uh, we can do it. Um, so let me just say this. When it comes to a net, you know, two are better than one. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it says two are better than one. This is Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one to keep warm and safe. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Who's the third strand that keeps the cords together? That's Jesus, right? Say, Jesus is my third strand. And he makes my cord strong. Unbreakable, actually. Amen? God makes... uh, Things that he's involved with, things that he connects, is unbreakable. You know, many people came here years ago, but they're still here. Why? Because a third cord was introduced into their life, and it's become an unbreakable cord. Because God is interested in carrying on the work that he started long ago. Amen? Galatians 6.2 says, carry one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. When you see someone who's burdened, Maybe you could carry their burden. Did you know that heavy burdens don't come from the Lord? Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if your burden is heavy, then you added something to what the Lord gave you. His burden is not heavy. And besides, he gives us an anointing to break yokes and removes burdens. So the anointing destroys the yoke and it removes the burden. So we are nets in God's kingdom. And I'm going to have to continue this next week. And we're going to talk about God. There's three levels of relationship that God wants us to have. Uh, Partnership, kingdom partnership, and a covenant relationship. We'll get into next week. But you know what? We are nets. And we operate those nets with the love of God. So we're not in nets with agape love. Agape means more than, you know, it's, it's God's love. It's perfect love. And uh, because God loves us, he's given us good things to enjoy. Amen? And if you're here today and you need healing in your body, I want you to come and be healed today in the name of Jesus. If you need help in your life, I want you to come and receive help in the name of Jesus. Maybe you just need a touch. Well, God specializes in touch. And when the master touches you, 
Ooh, there's no touch like the master. His touch can do what we can't do. Amen? I like to say that God does the heavy lifting. I've given you his word that he's given to me. And now it's his job. So if you need healing in your body, I want you to come up if you can. Amen? If you need help in your life, I want you to come up. Uh, If you need um, direction and guidance, I want you to come up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is where the anointing is going to flow. Like a river. I want you to think of a waterfall. Just you're, you're in the midst of a waterfall and the water and God's power is just coming down on you. You know? God's power is just coming down on you. He likes to shower you with power. Hallelujah. Which one did you come for? <laughs>